Feels so good. Out here in Mountain, it's a real good morning. I bet these birds gobble probably right. close to a hundred times. Tater rocking season, boys. And we're back with the Strut South podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Greathouse. Um, guys, y'all are going to have to forgive me. My avid listeners out there, I did not make an episode last week. And I apologize. I'm sorry. I got lazy. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, I let time get away from me. But, and here we are. So, but I think it'll be okay because we've got a really great one today. We're talking to Nate Clark and Scott Christensen with the Next Level Deer Supplements. They're up in Nebraska. Uh, these guys really, really know their stuff. They they really, they truly are next level. And um, I was so excited to talk to them, in fact, that I forgot to do the rapid fire Q&A. Um, I, I didn't notice it until we were almost 30 to 45 minutes into the podcast and uh so <laughs> you'll probably notice it might seem a little off when you hear the rapid fire but i just took it out and you know put it at the beginning um so <laughs> yeah that was kind of funny but they really care about what they put into their product um they really make sure that their product is really really good from a nutritional standpoint and um they don't just put something in a bag and put a name on it and try to feed it to the deer and feed it to the customer, so to speak. Um, they really, really do make sure that their product is next level. So uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. We talk about we talk about nutrition, of course. We don't really get super deep into it. We kind of talk about it from a thirty thousand foot view. Um, we also talk about tactics, kind of the way they go about, you know, hunting and, uh, just a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, what else we got? Let's see. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow is opening day for Georgia's deer season. So super fired up about that. Um, and with that said, y'all should go check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, leave a rating and review on the podcast. That'll really help us out too. Um, with whatever platform you're listening on. Um, but we're about to start putting up some stuff on Facebook and YouTube for sure. Cause now we've got deer, we can go out and try to kill them and hunt them and everything. So we're super excited about that. And, um, I'm going to go ahead and cut out this intro and let y'all get to listening. But Y'all go hunting tomorrow. Uh, be safe. Wear your harness. Kill a monster. 
or kill a little one. If you can't kill a big one, kill two little ones. It don't matter. Um, wear your harness, guys. Be safe. Happy hunting. All right, guys. We've got Nate and Scott on the line with us from Next Level Deer Supplements. What's up, guys? All good, Ryan. How are you doing, man? Good, man. Good, good. Good. Um, I'm excited to get you guys on here. Um, excited to talk with y'all. I know, um, which Nate, you weren't, but I know, Scott, you you said you were just coming out of the deer woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This morning I uh, didn't get a chance to go hunt this morning, but when I uh, when I got in the truck early this morning, headed out to go uh, actually haul some cattle for my brother, I uh, saw what the temperature was and it started raining and it was a little bit cloudy and I was like, man, why should I? Why why am I not in the stand right now? And and then I got to looking at the weather and it was going to actually stay pretty cool this evening, so I decided to go sit tonight and see if I could get lucky, but. But uh, didn't see didn't see too much. Saw one on the way out when I was walking out. But that's about it. Mm. And y'all are it, now. I may be wrong, but y'all are in Nebraska, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Yep. What what are uh, what are the temperatures up there? Oh, uh, well, uh, today in the high sixties into seventies right now. I mean, it was a little bit cooler yesterday. It was close to mid eighties to ninety, but. Yeah, today it hit hit about eighty was the high today, and and then uh, like oh tomorrow morning the the lows are going to be about fifty eight they say so it might get down in the fifty five they said so fifties and eighties is kind of what it what we're at so yeah I'm praying for that for the, for those <laughs> days <laughs> every day ninety six degrees yeah uh, no. no thank you yeah it'll be that way it'll it'll probably be that way until i would say first of november uh, it's horrible man. it's horrible oh thank you <laughs> um guys y'all um oh man <laughs> y'all are gonna have to forgive me i uh i completely forgot to do the rapid fire <laughs> Q and A at the very beginning of the episode. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do it right now. I, I even had it wrote down and everything. Doesn't didn't matter. Even, didn't even. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll do rapid fire. I'm 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 gonna edit it and put it in the front. <laughs> All right. Uh, college or NFL football? College. College, nice. Was it was it you, Scott? We were we were trying to line this up. You, I thought <laughs> didn't you say you had uh, Packers? You were wanting to watch the Packers yeah, game. Yeah, that was actually uh, the first NFL game of the year, and I am a big Packers fan. But if you tell me college football or, or NFL, I'm still all college though. So, but nice. Who's 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 y'all's team? Cornhuskers, baby. Cornhuskers all the way, baby. <laughs> Nice. That man, that game. I'm sorry, we're, I'm getting away from rapid fire, but that first game, man, that was was it last weekend? They had that shootout. Who was that? They uh, played? Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, 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 we pissed that one away, basically. Yeah, that was it. Was a good game, though. <sighs> yep. It's we've had some frustrating last oh just a couple of years you know like last 20 years have been pretty frustrating 
well, hey, I'm 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 right there with you. I'm I'm George Bulldogs, and we we're going on a good thirty years of not having a not having yeah, any just, success. I think so. everybody just needs Saban to retire. <laughs> we don't have long. I don't think. I hope so. He wins one more. He wins one more championship. He's. Gone, I know we've been saying I that think. for the last five years, and he just never leaves. I think he'll be gone. He just wants to beat Bear Bryant. That's yeah. all it is. All right. Um, favorite TV show? Oh boy. No, I don't watch very much TV. I would have to say a hunting show, and and the first thing that pops in my head would be Beyond the Hunt. That was one of my favorite shows, just because they're at they're they're from Nebraska. So I would say. That'd be uh, my wife and I have really gotten into Yellowstone. Excellent mm. show. I haven't I haven't jumped on the Yellowstone bandwagon. Oh man, yet, it's so good. Every everybody's been getting me to, trying to get me to. Um all right, uh morning hunt or evening hunt? Evening hunt because I hate getting up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'll go with morning hunt. I I love watching watching the woods come alive. Yeah. I think I I think I'd go both. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> both. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, coffee black or with creamer? Black. Uh, a little bit of milk creamer. So black. All right. Um, last one. Favorite biscuit? Or no? No, I'm sorry. Favorite breakfast item? Breakfast burrito. Just eggs and bacon, nothing fancy. Nice. Any it it doesn't matter. Any 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 answer there is a good <laughs> yeah. answer. Breakfast, breakfast is always breakfast. a good meal. We have breakfast multiple times for supper. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we do here too. Um. All right. Now we got that out of the way, we can get back to talking. So so I guess uh. Give give me a rundown of kind of you know who each one of you are and uh, how y'all came about meeting and such and what next level is. Well, I guess <laughs> whichever one wants to go first. Yeah. Uh, well, we kind of originally met from a a friend of a friend, um, a guy I went to college with. I became good friends with and ended up meeting Scott through him. Um, and, and then kind of years later, we ran into each other at a Kansas city Royals baseball game and started to drink, drink a few beers and talk about deer hunting and everything. And kind of, I don't know, it was kind of the start of a mutual love for, for deer nutrition. I guess you could say I was on a staff with another company and, uh, the staff was beginning to grow. So I kind of got Scott involved in that and, uh, from there, things didn't work out with that company, and we had talked about kind of doing our own thing, and so we just kind of started to brainstorm a little bit, and it, it really grew kind of fast. We've only been in business a little over a year, and we were originally just going to do a mineral product, project, uh, product, and that turned into two different bag sizes of mineral, two different feed offerings, um, blocks, hoodies, hats, sweatshirts, koozies, just all kinds of stuff. It blew up kind of quick. And uh, 
it's been a little bit of a whirlwind. We're starting to get our feet underneath of us a little bit more now and kind of get used to everything and and uh, work with each other and kind of figure out a few of those wrinkles. And uh, But it's been fun. It's been been a ton of fun. We met a lot of people, uh, moved quite a bit of product in the last year. Um, but our our mutual goal or mission, I guess you could say, is to absolutely offer the best product that we can for the best price. We want people to be able to afford a high-quality, high-performing product uh, without emptying their wallet. Yep, that's pretty well what <laughs> pretty well said there, Nate. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, now, oh, gosh, I just want, I just drew a complete blank. Um, I do that from time to time. <laughs> now, is there, yeah, yeah, okay, I know what I was going to say. So, <laughs> you, um, so is there, there's another guy, Clint, right? And, like, all in it together? Uh, Scott and I are 50-50 co-owners. Uh, Clint is a guy that I had met through... Uh, I work full time for a company that's in the cattle industry and he was referred to me by uh, one of my coworkers. Uh, he's a full time, has his own business, ruminant nutritionist. So he handles all the nutrition aspects for a lot of cattle producers. I talked to him this week. He was told me he wouldn't have a lot of service. He was up by the Canadian border and he travels all the way down into Texas and, and everywhere in between uh, and helping people out. He's very well educated and very good at what he does. Um, but Clint, he, he's, uh, I, if you want to say the brains behind the whole deal, but as far as the nutrition into things, uh, we've pretty much put our 100% faith in Clint and and what he knows and what he has experience with over the last 25 years hmm. okay so 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 clint's like the go-to guy when you don't know what to do well he's our nutritionist he's the one that I formulated everything and, and we bounced ideas off of we had we had something in our heads about what kind of we wanted to do for a combination of Special ingredients, I guess you could say, uh, ingredients that not everybody is willing to put in their products because of price. Um, and if they do, they they like to charge a lot for them because they're unique. Um, but we didn't know if we could combine everything together. And we wanted, we didn't want to have just another product that was made at a local mill or, you know, you could mix together from a farm and home store or something like that. We wanted a true high-performing good supplement, I guess you could say. Right, right. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's pretty awesome what uh, what can happen or what can come about just from uh, just from meeting somebody and drinking a couple of beers with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, now, I, I want to we're we're definitely going to get into like talking about the the supplements and all that stuff that you guys offer. Um, but I was. <sighs> I've really been thinking, especially since uh, Scott was talking about coming back from hunting and y'all are in Nebraska. Um, I've, I've been seeing some really good deer from Nebraska. Uh, 
not necessarily just size wise, but as far as number of deer in Nebraska, um, been seeing a lot of folks hunting in Nebraska and it looks like the deer, the deer hunting up there is exceptional. It's get it's getting better. I would say a lot of people I think are finally starting to manage their herds a little bit more. Um, it used to be, you know, kind of a, if it's brown, it's down type, type of hunting around a lot of places, but the more people have evolved, I think they've realized that, that Nebraska can, I wouldn't necessarily say at this point, stand beside Iowa and Kansas and Ohio and some of those big States. Um, but definitely if you have the acres to manage, you can get deer of that caliber for sure. We, we have the genetics around here. Uh, to grow big deer uh, I always tell people it's not the fact that Nebraska doesn't have big deer we just don't have old deer uh, a lot of people don't let them get old enough to get that big yeah I, I would have to say that's y'all are probably in the same boat as we are here in Georgia I think that's our that's our biggest uh, our biggest problem um, now can you guys which I've heard from listening to you guys on the Whitetail Legacy, I don't know if y'all talked about that, but can y'all feed um, throughout the deer season in Nebraska? Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> I've been talking enough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is Scott there? I don't know. Did we lose Scott? We must have. Um, well, that sucks. Um, no. Well, yes, you can. Uh, the way it works is if you do have a baited site or a supplement site, uh, you cannot hunt or carry a weapon within 200 yards of that spot uh, at any point during the hunting season. Um, it, that means you can't even like carry your rifle over your shoulder, a bow in your hand, if you're going to go check a camera that's over a feeder you know, or something like that. Um, it's either that or it has to be removed 10 days prior to hunting, I think is what it is. Um, on the property that I, I help manage with, with family, uh, we just we have a 200-yard diameter around our spots, and we just stay out of it is, is how we do it. Okay. Yeah, they, uh, it just got legalized here in uh, Georgia as far as the whole state goes. I mean, we it was kind of weird. The state's been. Is Scott there? Are you back, Scotty? But now, all right, well, guys, we're back. Uh, we got uh, we got Scott and Nate back on here. We got all that figured out. But uh, but yeah, like I said, like I was saying, you know, they legalized baiting here or feeding or whatever you want to call it. But uh, the whole state used to be the state used to be divided like the northern part was legal or no the northern part was illegal the southern part of the state was legal and they finally just made the whole state legal so gotcha yeah the way nebraska is 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 uh well it's kind of a gray area kind of deal it's it's a way the law's kind of wrote up but the first part of the law states uh that you can uh you can't bait uh, or you can bait all year round until the first big game season, which the first big game season is an archery elk season, uh, which starts like August 15th, I believe. And uh, 
like where Nate and I are at, there's no units for elk um, there to, you know, hunt archery elk. So, so I talked right. to the warden a couple times about that and said, Hey, you know, this is what the first part of the law states. And uh, he said, you know, there's, you're not going to hunt elk in that area. So he says, follow how it states is uh, 10 days prior to the season you're going to hunt. So if you're going to be hunting archery uh, deer, you know, 10 days prior to that, you got to have all your bait cleaned up if you're going to hunt in a baited area, um, which would mean 200 yards um, uh, where the bait site was at. Uh, so the deer and you, uh, if you're within 200 yards of that bait, then it has to be cleaned up. Now, you can feed year-round, um, but you have to be without outside that 200 yards. The deer has to be and the hunter has to be outside that 200 yards. So... So kind of like how I do my property is I do have a couple of different sanctuary areas um, that I don't even get close to when I'm hunting. So I'll run a feeder and a, a mineral site there, but other spot sites I, uh, where I'm going to be hunting at, I just make sure that I don't uh, refresh any mineral sites or have any feed out there uh, when it's getting close to hunting season. So that's how I do it. Yeah. Um, here, I mean, it was, it was always the, the 200 yard deal and uh i believe like like you couldn't and then if you did have any type of bait out you couldn't be facing like you couldn't be facing the general direction of the bait <laughs> and uh so it uh but they finally legalized it and i'm glad they did um yeah a few of my game warden friends around here that i i talked to they said it's it's getting to the point where it's just it eventually it's just going to become you know you can bait and you can hunt over the, the norm yeah yeah I think uh, which I mean in a good way I, I don't know if it would be good it it may be bad for the deer in the long run who knows but uh, as far as if you want to get in like get into like disease and stuff like that um, but I. I think eventually it may get to where just about every state's legal, depending on what comes of like CWD and all that stuff. Um, right. Yeah. And that, but, that's, uh, and that's, I guess would say kind of a, you know, I, I hate the word bait and, you know, I said it multiple times they're talking about, but I right. refer to it in the laws, you know, baiting, every considered baiting, except for like Nebraska, you can put a food plot in. I have a turnip plot and I can hunt right over that turnip plot. And that's not considered baiting. Um, right. But if you put apples or anything else out, you know, a mineral supplement, like our mineral supplement is a, an actual supplement to help your herd health um, of your deer. And I don't consider our mineral or our, or, or our feed a bait. You know, it's a, it's a supplement. And uh, so that's the different things about it is, you know, they, they, the law says bait. Well, everybody refers it as bait, you know, but, you know, in, in Nate and I had our heads, you know, this is a supplement. And, you know, this is a way to uh, make your herd a healthier herd and uh, overall, you know, maybe help fight off those diseases, you know, EHD and all that stuff. So, but, but, uh, you know, there, there is a fine line there between bait and supplements, I guess. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, to me, I would consider bait as corn and supplement as like an actual feed with protein and all the other nutritional benefits from a feed like that. Um, but you, you, uh, you said something about 
you know, putting out minerals. Um, that's one thing I was going to ask was uh, I've noticed, and I don't know if you guys have or not, but I've noticed um, on my piece of property that I hunt, I've had this, been able to hunt this place for, uh, I would say, 10 plus, almost 15 years, actually. And I've tried different, I've tried several different minerals. Like I've used the blocks, um, even the, even the, uh, the minerals that don't come in blocks. I've tried all different types, different brands. And it just seems like the deer don't touch the minerals at all on this property. Um, and I don't know why that is. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen something like that where maybe maybe those deer aren't don't need that particular mineral because they're getting it from the environment already. I don't I don't know. Could be, and a soil test would tell you more the story. Um, and I'm not saying that you know they just they just don't like it or they don't need it. There no. there are times where you know the deer don't need necessarily the that mineral or that that mix or anything like that typically what people use is a vehicle to deliver what they believe is a good high mix mineral is salt uh, which which salt plays a factor but a lot of people use way too much of it to the point where it's basically watered down the actual nutritional value of what they're putting out um but yeah a, a soil sample would probably tell you a little bit more of the story um, about what's actually in your dirt. So, and whatever's in that dirt is coming, you know, growing up through the plants and, and everything else. So the deer may be getting, you know, what they desire, what they feel they need. Yeah. I know, I know that property is typically more sandy than most places. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if sand really carries. Not, not usually. Nutrition. And that well, and that was one of the things where when we had our nutritionist build our mineral product, uh, he asked. He said, "You know, do you want this for heavier soils, for clay, and for things like that, or do you want it for, you know, arid conditions, dry and sandy, and things like that?" He goes, "Do we need to have two different minerals?" He goes, "Because you know, I've built mineral for deer in Texas. I've built mineral for deer, you know, in other parts of the country." And I said, "Can you do one that?" basically covers everything so that people don't have to choose. And he said, absolutely. So our mineral is kind of built. I don't want to say for every situation, but for most situations. Yeah. And that, I mean, Um, what I've seen around here, I mean, I, I've got some properties that I, I hunt uh, that are more of a sandy soil uh, up in the sand hills and Nate's properties you know, he's got some black dirt up there, but there's some spots there, too, that are sandy. And I don't know where I have black oh. dirt up there. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I don't know where the black dirt is up there. It's all sand. Oh, I've seen, I've seen a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, from our experience of dumping mineral, any kind of mineral, um, like you said, like Nate said, we were on a staff um, prior to this. But, I mean, any time you dump mineral on the ground of the sand, I mean, that – it just kind of dilutes into the sand, but deer don't seem to want to eat, you know, that sandy soil. So, um, something you might try is, you know, put, put a mineral tub out a little, uh, 
you know, just a plastic tub of some sort and put, and then put your mineral inside that and see if they'll, you know, you know, they'll lick off of it that way or, you know, consume it that way. So, I mean, and we actually yeah. had a customer in Texas do that. Uh, he just, he mixed a little bit of corn with a mineral to kind of get them interested and get them started. Um, Cause it seems like it doesn't matter where the deer are at. They all love corn. Oh, yeah. um, but once, <laughs> once they got used to the mineral, because if, if it's new to their environment, deer aren't going to trust it right away. Um, and yeah. we've had some deer where the, the day you pour it out, they dig a hole in the ground that day. Um, but anyways, so he, he just put it in a tub cause he goes, it's just too sandy around here for me to dump anything on the ground like that. So he put it in a tub and he sent his pictures right away. He had whitetail deer, he had mule deer, and he actually had some elk. Um, in his part of Texas that we're coming in and eating the mineral straight out of that tub. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that this particular property, like it's, it has a really big Creek running right through the middle of it. So, and I mean, it's not a big property. So basically 50% of the property is sand. Hmm. Um, but it, but it comes, it's like on a field edge. So, in the field, the soil out in the in the pasture, it's it's pretty decent soil. Um, and right now, I've got a mineral site, and it's I've got it right on the edge of a big patch of some white oaks, and uh, the dirt there looks pretty good. Like it's pretty dark. It it almost looks like uh, chocolate cake, hmm. um, and. And I've even got the block, like the block, it's still sitting on top of the ground and I've got my camera running on it and they just don't seem to be interested in it. Um, well, like I said, the the way that Clint built our stuff, it it's not only based off of salt. Uh, we use a right. few other ingredients that are going to help drive that consumption and that craving, um, but in a healthy way. It, it makes them feel good. It makes their gut feel good to the point where that deer's body's telling it, Hey, you need some more of it. So that's, we kind of, to keep our consumption where it's going to be at a effective level, you know, like it's just part of having a properly built supplement. Right. Another thing oh. that uh, I've seen, you know, guys do, which I started doing it, you know, ourselves and stuff. But uh, uh, if you can find an old dead stump, um, you know, the roots and stuff there and whatnot, dumping your mineral on that old dead stump. I don't know what it is about, about deer when you just go out and just mix up, uh, you know, a little tear, you know, a little spot for, you know, dirt and dump mineral on there compared to dumping on the stump. Um, our very, actually be honest with you, our very first, uh, mineral site that we did, um, with, uh, the next level mineral when we got it, uh, developed and, and Nate and I went out to test it and stuff. We dumped it on an old, old dead stump area, and within seven hours, we put a camera on it. And this was an area that we uh, had never, you know, never put any supplements out. Um, yeah, we... my property, and not, nothing was ever in there. It was just, it was just tall weeds, and and cleared out a little area, dumped it up, and within eleven, or within seven hours, um, we had a had a deer on it. So I mean, they they obviously smelt it, found it, and and then that's still a mineral site now. And they just they tore that whole stump apart. Now there's there's no stump left. I mean. So that's yeah. something to try out too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've done that before. Uh, me and a buddy of mine, we actually on one on his property, we, it was actually last year. We, um, we put out a mineral, put out some mineral blocks and 
we put out a mineral block in this one spot and we saw a perfect spot. There's a stump hole right there and some hardwoods and we're like, well, let's just throw it in the stump hole. And, uh, it stayed that way. Like they didn't even touch it and we had a camera on it. And they didn't touch it for a long time. And then, you know, we hunted it some last season in that, in that area. And so we backed out of there We and we didn't go in there. And then I don't know, it was maybe a month ago we went in there to, uh, take down some stands and stuff and lo and behold they that stump hole was it wasn't a hole it wasn't just a stump hole anymore they they done tore it up it just <laughs> yep it seemed like it just took them it took them a few months at least to i guess get used to it but speaking on uh speaking about that y'all were kind of some of the stuff y'all were just saying kind of hinted around that a little bit um talking about the quality of uh, the supplement that the deer are getting. Um, if y'all could talk about kind of, y'all talked about it a little bit on uh, Whitetail Legacy's podcast. Um, but if y'all could talk about how the deer, if you know, depending on the quality of the supplement or whatever they're eating, they don't have to eat as much of it to get what they need. Is that right? Well, the way the way it's built is is deer are picky eaters, anyways, and and generally, they're not just going to gorge themselves on on things. They're you know their browsers. They're going to eat a little here, eat a little there. So you need to pack enough nutrition or density of the minerals into a small package, basically, which means a couple grams every day, every couple days, in order for it to be effective and and achieve what you want it to do. Um, so the, the mixes out there that are really super high in salt and stuff like that, those are more attractants than they are minerals, uh, mineral supplements, you know, that's actually going to be doing something. Um, and then it comes down to just because deer eat something doesn't necessarily mean that it's good for them. And that's something that we really harp on and what was really drilled into us and into our heads by Clint was it it doesn't matter that deer are eating something. It doesn't matter that deer are eating a crater out in the woods. What are they getting out of it? That's what matters. And, and whatever's going into their bodies, is it being digested or is it just passing through? And then it comes down to bioavailability, which is the amount of that nutrition or that element that, that is actually going to be absorbed and utilized uh, by that body, by the body of the deer. So we try to pack or what Clint does and what he has taught us is it has to be a small package, but a powerful package in order to be effective. So all the ingredients that we use are the absolute highest in bioavailability in order to achieve what we want to achieve. And that's where, you know, we, we claim that it's it's high performance. It's it's an effective supplement. It's it's not a bait. It's not just a you know a bag of salt and some calcium and stuff like that. You know that tastes like apples and oh they just ate a crater in the ground. Uh, they don't have to dig to China with our product to get what they need, and you'll see that when they start consuming it. Uh, there are parts of the country that we've had it in where yeah they'll they'll keep digging for it, and what that tells us is that they need it, they're craving it, give more to them. But in most places, they don't have to dig to China to get what they need. 
because it's dense enough that it's doing its job. Right. I mean, if they're if they're digging holes like that, it's like Nate said, it, you need a you need to be providing more. So pour it to them. I mean, our like our recommendations uh, for somebody that's you know new to this or or wanting to uh, you know purchase our product and and uh, and you know well how do I use it? You know, well you you know clean out an area of all the grass and weeds and leaves and whatnot and get gets into soil two foot by two foot. You know, we'll loosen that soil up a little bit and dump ten pounds down. And we recommend ten pounds per month per site but if you know if you come back a month later and they're digging a crater and and whatnot well you need to pour more to them so do 20 pounds next time you know because and it all be, depends on your you know your deer population and how many's coming to that site and hitting that site um so it, you got to play with it but you know the, the getting started off with you know 10 pounds per per month per site and uh and then just fill out your deer herd and, and go from there and you know and as they keep digging it you keep providing more so pour it to them Right. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, um, so I want to, I want to ask you guys a little bit about, you know, how to, how do y'all go about, um, which I guess being in Nebraska, I'm, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a little bit different than the South and it, which I don't know if Nebraska's, I guess Nebraska's still considered Midwest. I would say. Yep. We're Midwest. Um, Yep. Yep. Uh, like how do y'all how do y'all go about you know hunting deer like as far as um finding like like for here and for instance our our first like the first thing you want to do is try to find acorns or you know mass crop or anything that they're you know they're going to be feeding on um i mean is that kind of what y'all would do there yeah i mean to a point uh it depends on what uh what species of deer you're you're hunting here um uh you know we have the mule deer herds that are up in the you know the sand hills and, and the hilly areas and then uh we have of course the whitetails um pretty much i mean here, around here any little bit of flat ground that you have it's going to be a crop of some sort uh planted on it um and then the tree lines where the creek bottoms or drainage ditches are um you know that's going to be where the deer are going to be bedding most of the time so um and then it got multiple creeks and rivers throughout the you know throughout the state so uh i mean when you get a piece of property the first thing you always look for is you know finding water i guess is one of the things i i always look for is you know if i if i find a new lease or if you know a property or my you know my parents place or whatnot or just another piece of property that i go hunt with a friend first thing i try to find out is where the water's at um water source and then and then go from there um you know what what's the closest bedding area to that water source um, and that's kind of the, the tactics I use to start off with and then, and then work my way to the, you know, the food source from there. Um, I mean, it, that's, that's what I use. Uh, Nate, I don't know if you do yours any different. Um, but, uh, typically I try to figure out the food source first. Uh, cause I think after that, you know, from depending on, obviously you can kind of figure out where they're coming from just by breadcrumb, you know, find out where they're eating, start to work them back, find out what trail they're using. Uh, kind of figure out where they're bedding and then it's just like anywhere else for the most point then this is hunting whitetails um you know find your find your your junction areas or find your you know your pinch points and things like that they're they're creatures that use the terrain just like anywhere else um and as far as the mule deer go um find out where they eat 
and find out where they bed. And they, the thing about mule deer is they're so nomadic, they're not always going to bed in the same spot. So basically, if you can find out where they're eating and glass them and watch them where they go, then you make a move on them. Yep. Yep. And, and the whitetails, most of the, most of the time we're hunting whitetails out of the tree stand, ground blinds, um, mule deer. Um, just like Nate said, they don't, they don't really, you know, travel a trail or, or go bed in the same area all the time. And stuff. So most guys will, uh, you know, when you're hunting mule deers, it's, it's spot and stock. I mean, that's just, you go up in the hills and you get up on the highest hill around and, and let the sun come up in class until you find some of them. And then you work your way to their bedding and, uh, and eventually get on them, you know, later that, that mid morning or afternoon and, 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 you know, hunt them by spot and stock. So that's, I guess that's kind of the different tactics here because you're two different types of, you know, species of deer here in Nebraska. So, yeah, and we have to, if we figure out where, if they're really concentrating on one food source, then we'll set up kind of where we know they're going to travel through there on their way to food. Um, you know, that's something I've always been interested or always wondered about was like, especially, you know, places like where you are and, even further north and stuff like, um, now, do you, did y'all say y'all had elk or y'all don't, y'all don't have, oh, not, not, we, not, have. we have it just not on the <laughs> ground that I hunt. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. Um, Nate, Nate, I was looking so, at my bull elk hanging on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I know so, we were going to so get always, into this. Scotty went ahead and he drew after he cried a little bit to the state. <laughs> And he ended up drawing. It's it's a once in a lifetime you draw a bull elk permit in Nebraska. Nebraska is really a sleeper state right now for for hunting elk, and people are starting to figure it out. But anyways, he he had a buddy up there that uh, got him on some good ground, and so Scott went up there bow hunting, and he killed a massive bull opening morning. So I sure did. He yeah, has he has no problem showing me pictures all the time. <laughs> For sure. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've always wondered, like, especially with mule deer um, or even places that would have black tail deer and white tails, um, do they like, uh, does it affect like the white tails? If with the mule deer, like, do they like intermingle with each other? Or, Not really. I guess compete for the same foods and stuff. A little bit. On the property that I hunt, I actually have about a 50-50 mix of whitetail and mule deer. I mean, generally what I do um, if I have a weekend full of hunting that I go out there and do, I will hunt the draws and canyons and and closer to the crops in the mornings. And then in the afternoons, I go out into the sand hills and I can spot and stock mule deer uh, before I go back for an evening sit for whitetails again. So I can hunt both in the same day. Um and they'll they'll they've actually interbred just a little bit we've we've killed the you know a mule deer body with that has a white tail rack um so i think some of the younger deer you know might breed the other um species but as far as competing like bucks and stuff like that no they just stay away from each other from what i've seen i i experienced uh Oh, it was two years ago when I was hunting up in the sand hills, and it's river bottom um, that meets the sand hills, and uh, the whitetails will come up out of the river bottom, um, 
when during the, especially during the rut when the does are uh, in, in heat and the bucks are pushing them out of the trees, trying to get them off by themselves. And so they'll run them up into the hills to where pretty much where the mule deer herd kind of gets started there. And uh, uh, two years ago, I was sitting just hit, sitting on a hill and we were actually looking at the mule deer and here comes a white-tailed buck just to, with his nose down, smelling a trail. And uh, he come right up on this doe, mule deer doe that was, that was in heat. And uh, he actually was attempting to try to breed her and then a mule deer buck come in and then he ran that mule deer buck off. Um, so uh, I ended up in, ended up shooting that whitetail because we've always kind of uh, said uh, with my buddy that I hunted up there, he goes, if these whitetails come up in the hills, we, we're, we're shooting them, we're killing them. So, so, so I ended up using one of my tags uh, on a, it was a decent whitetail buck. It wasn't something that I was probably planning on shooting, but uh, at that point he was three miles uh, off the river bottom in the hills where the mule deer are. And uh, they do, the whitetails seem to be a little more aggressive um, and they will kind of run off the mule deer or push them around a little bit. So, so my buddy that I was hunting with, he's like, yep, we're killing that deer. And so, so I ended up being the one that had to use the tag on him. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you, um, now I don't know if you've, if you guys have ever hunted um, in North Dakota, but um, I've been watching uh, the hunting public. I don't know if you've guys have seen those. those Not guys, heard, yeah, but, I've uh, watched a little bit of their stuff. Yeah, they, uh, they. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's Nebraska or no, not Nebraska, North Dakota. Um, I think they're up there like now, or they just got done hunting there now, and. Um, really cool thing about North Dakota is like if, if properties like any land that's not marked, you can hunt it. Basically you can treat it as public land. Really? Yeah. So I thought that was, I thought that was really cool. I might be, might be going to North Dakota. A lot of, a lot of hunting opportunity up there. Yep. And they got elk up there. (laughs) <laughs> um well see we got we got a uh uh there's a group that i'm uh with uh, nebraska big game society um that i'm a board member with and and we did uh, a pretty good hefty donation of our products to their organization uh last year for the auction and actually this year coming up um we uh we're gonna have an elk tag we auction off an elk tag every year but um it's gonna be uh for non-residents so there you go you can come to nebraska and purchase this tag and, and come shoot an elk this we got we got some big big elk in nebraska the one that uh yeah, bet. my buddy just posted uh that took me got me on the ground that i killed mine on he just posted one yesterday and uh it grossed 400 inches typical yeah. so mm. that's nice can't argue with 400 inches <laughs> Way bigger than Scott. Come oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing it there a little bit. I might have to. Uh, well, y'all got some turkeys up there, too. Y'all got some pretty fat Oh, we up got there. tons of turkeys up here. Yeah. I know you're a turkey might, man, too, Ryan. So. Oh, yeah. It might, it might be a little easier to turkey hunt up there than it is down here. <laughs> Scotty's got, Scott's got some good turkey ground. You're going to have to grab his ear. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, oh, it's crazy on how many turkeys are on the property that I hunt. Um, but, uh, uh, they're, I mean, they're easy to hunt just depends on, you know, 
what time the person's there hunting them. Like we had uh, right. a draw down with us early season uh, this year, um, and uh, all the jakes were coming in and strutting in their decoys, but the uh, the toms were hanging out there 70 yards away. Um, so it just wasn't quite warm enough yet. They weren't quite ready. The hens weren't ready, and and uh, so it just depends on what time of the year you know people are up up hunting especially on my property they there's plenty of turkeys there you just got to hit at the right time so yeah yeah i think that's that's kind of the same way well especially especially for turkeys i think it's kind of that way pretty much everywhere especially down here too um something that uh anybody can come hunt turkeys on my property with me anytime i uh i i I like hunting them but i'm not a big big time turkey guy i'm a i'm a big game guy so i well i guess turkeys are considered big game with nebraska <laughs> but i'm i'm a deer hunting guy so so i i always tell guys all the time there's a guy in kansas that uh, told me he loves turkeys and he says well he go i said well i love hunting deer and he goes well i said you can come hunt turkeys in nebraska and i'll go hunt hunt deer in kansas and let's let's just trade a turkey for a deer hunt so <laughs> well i don't i don't know i don't know if i could trade you a deer hunt down here you may you may not want to come all the way to georgia just to hunt a deer <laughs> Oh, it's not that it's not that big of a pool. You got hogs down there, don't you? Oh yeah, we got hogs everywhere. Yeah, I'll, I'll shoot a hog. yeah, shoot a hog. We need a reason to come down there and see Paul anyway. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I say that, but I mean, we we've got we've actually got some pretty good deer. We've got a bunch of deer. Um, probably not as many big bucks, you know, as everywhere else, but. We do have some big deer, some big bucks here. They're just uh, they're just a little tough to find. Um, all right, I drew a blank again, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was gonna segue into one more thing, and it was gonna be really good, but I can't remember what it was. Um. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that, that was another thing too, that I was going to say was, you know, y'all are already deer hunting up there and our season opens here. Um, actually this weekend, as people are listening to this, um, you'll probably be getting up tomorrow morning in Georgia and going hunting. Um, y'all don't have to wait like, like most people do, y'all don't have to wait till October to get in the woods, and we don't either. Um, do y'all do y'all get like chances at shooting velvet deer, or uh, for about a week if you're lucky? For about a week if you're you're lucky. It used to be, uh, if I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Nate, but I was thinking about five years ago is when uh, the season was uh, started September 15th, and they bumped it up to the first of September, and and I always know when we I was hunting then at, on September fifteenth you never saw anything that was in velvet. But then when they changed the season to September first, um, that's when you started seeing a few guys killing some in velvet um, here and there. But it's usually you know that first week of September, and then and if you don't kill you know kill a buck the first week of September, well then they're all going to be hard. Yeah, pretty that. much. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I think down here it's kind of the same, but we. I mean, I, I do see a bunch of deer. Our our season usually opens. Our season always opens the second Saturday of September, I believe. And, uh, I mean, I always see at least a few velvet bucks. Um, not many, but just 
at least a handful. Um, yeah, everything hopefully. that, everything that you know, what is today the the twelfth or something like that of September. Uh, I, uh, I mean, every card that I've pulled, I would say within the last uh, three to four days, everything, every buck on there is is hard horned already. So um, I haven't got anything that's been unvelvet anymore. So they're all. I would say they're all probably hard horned. Most of the deer are hard horned here in Nebraska now already. So yeah. So y'all's rut is it like typically about the same as pretty much everywhere else? Like November. Yep. Yep. Second week in November normally is when it really gets hot and heavy. I mean, you get the first week in November, you start seeing the little bucks pushing, pushing does around and stuff. Um, you know that the first, you know, three, four, five days of November, and then and then uh, that that second week usually is when you really see it kind of second and third week and you see the the big push so it seems like november 10th is when i've seen it's like somebody flipped a switch which you know it's like bucks are just running everywhere you know sometimes when you're just it just seems like that magical day like you're sitting there and all of a sudden it's just like oh my god what's going on and i mean you just like i said it's like somebody flipped a switch and let all the bucks out of cages and they're just running everywhere yep yeah i I think for here it's the same. Uh, November tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Those are like, for some reason, those are like the three days yeah. that I think I've seen the most bucks. Yeah. Um. Well, let's uh, we'll start wrapping it up here, but we'll we'll kind of close it out on um, talking a little bit more about next level. Um. So. I'm going to put y'all on the spot here and I want you to, if you, if you had a commercial for next level, what would it, what would it sound like? Well, I, I, I would say that the main thing, what we would be, uh, you know, trying to get across on that commercial is, is to look at what product you're currently using, um, and, and read the ingredients. Um, and why I say that is there's so many guys that will go buy something on the shelf just because there's a professional hunter on that box or on that, on that, uh, you know, bag. Um, so that's one of the first things that I would, you know, if we had a commercial, I would want to, uh, try to stress, you know, p- take your time, do your research and, uh, you know, look at the bag. Um, because, uh, if you compare our product to anything on the shelf, um, there's a few things out there that, you know, Nate, you know, has done some research on that will compare to us and matches. But I mean, and, you know, and, and it's not, you know, it's not something that we're saying to, uh, you know, ours are better, ours is better than everybody else's just, you know, to be proud. I mean, being proud of it, but more the fact just to just do your research and look at it because you'll prove to yourself that our product is the best product um, around to be using. And that's yeah, that's my biggest thing that I have a problem with the market around the industry is people people buy marketing, they buy the gimmicks, you know, it's got to smell like berries or apples or whatever. And it's just look at the ingredients, and you know, everybody researches broadheads, everybody researches, you know, what bows are coming out or what blinds they're going to use or, you know, scent control. Do the same thing with your supplements. If you want to have real results, there are products out there that are going to work from you, and there are tons of products out there that are not going to do anything. 
so that's the biggest thing is, is do your research and learn what that ingredient list is telling you. And it's not even the guaranteed analysis. People can fudge things around to make the guaranteed analysis look good. Um, there's just, there's certain things out there that you've got to know if, if you want to get the results that you're after and, and our products are built to perform bottom line. Our, our number one requirement is performance. Nice. You know, right now is actually a really good time. I mean, if you don't have food plot out and I mean, another season's coming up, but if you don't have food, you know, food plots right now is a good time to be putting out some next level deer supplements. Cause, um, aside from a food plot, they really don't have a whole lot to eat right now. Um, I don't know if you guys have, uh, done anything like looking into this or not, but um, y'all said y'all have listened to the MSU Deer Lab and mm-hmm. stuff, and those guys talked about, um, especially like middle of the summer and then late summer, like there's really not, I mean, there's really not a lot of natural browse for deer to eat as far as, you know, being good nutritionally, I guess. I mean, you got you got your late season grasses. I mean, yeah, your yeah. your your summer grasses are you know dead and off. And I mean, it's just kind of like you know cattle nutrition. I mean, you know the the, the pastures are starting to dry up, so you got the late season grasses growing. But um, yeah, I mean, you're right. There's not a lot of browse uh, available, but you know the corn and beans that the deer are going to be starting to browse on that a little bit. But I mean, yeah, I mean if you if you have you know based on your state laws and what you can and can't do and and stuff. Um, our products are built to, uh, you know, be a year, year round product. It's a supplement. It's, I mean, it's a year round program. Um, so I mean, if you feed your man, get on the program and get her going. I mean, it, it just, that's that I, I wish like I, you know, wish I had property in Kansas. So that way I could actually, you know, not have to worry about, uh, picking some of the bait up in certain sites and certain areas. So I can go hunt. I mean, uh, you know, running, running, feed year round and running mineral year round. I mean, that's, if you can do that, uh, get on the program and get going on it. If you can't, you know, you know, at least do it the times that you can do it. And one thing that I also want to stress is too many people think that pouring out one or two bags over the summer, the course of the summer, a couple months is going to make a huge difference. And it's just not, uh, don't believe the marketing stuff that's out there that, Oh, you know, this will put inches on this year. Um, it's a gradual, it's, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Uh, it's got to be a consistency thing. And, and one of the things about, you know, you touched on the MSU deer lab is they're absolutely correct in stating that you will never replace the amount of nutrition that, that mother nature is going to offer. Um, but where our product can and will bridge the gap is in those lean years where you have a drought or you have flooding come through because when they're, you're feeding our pellets, there's five sources of protein. Uh, there's diamond V yeast, there's yucca shittagara, there's vasodilators and, and everything that packs into this to help deer deal with stress and help their, uh, feed efficiency be increased by everything they consume, not just our products. So if you have a food plot, they're going to get more nutrition out of it. They're going to get more nutrition out of the browse that they're eating. Um, but, but as long as you have that feed available 
and we're not we strongly suggest a gravity feeder because you don't want to limit intake if they need it a spin feeder all that does is put the deer on a schedule and give them a little bit here or there but if you want to have a real full impact it's 365 days a year gravity fed or in a trough the something that is free to them to use it how they need it and and don't limit them um, but as long as you have a good complete feed that's built to be absorbed by that gut and utilized by that body you can take those lean years and, and those years that mother nature are tough on the animals and even it out and and not miss not miss nutrition that's needed and, and keep those deer, you know, on a consistent path towards what you want them to be. Yeah. I don't think I could have said it any better. Um, <laughs> boy, uh, yeah. But I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things people are like, oh, you, you know, it's just about selling, you know, a whole bunch of, of products. And, and that's not what it's about. Scott and I could care less about being the next big thing or, you know, whatever it is on the market. Profit is not our number priority. It's our number one priority is performance and giving people that bust their butt, you know, at work or two jobs that, that are actually going to be able to buy a product that is going to do what it says so that when they pour and, that mineral on the ground or they fill up their feeder, it's going to help them. <laughs> it's just not going to empty their wallet. You know, we're just normal working guys, too. We, we have full-time jobs and families, and, and we, just, we just love deer nutrition, and we want to help people. We, we, there's just too many gimmicks and crap on the market. We, we want to be different and give people, you know, a product that they deserve that's going to do what it says. Yeah, I there's your commercial right there. <laughs> um, no, man, I agree. And uh, like, I agree, like you said, T, I, it's a marathon. I, I think a lot of people, just like you said, they just, they see a bag and they see big, a big rack on it. And they say it's going to grow big antlers. And, but um, yeah. they, they don't think about the dough. And I think that's the most important aspect of all of it. absolutely it is yeah it's the does are the focus um the the fawns are the focus and you know the bucks the bucks will come if if you're managing everything right uh, so it's it's not just about the boys it's you got to take care of the girls and, and take care of the babies i agree i just came up with a great next level deer supplement t-shirt <laughs> Doe lives matter. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, y'all could just y'all could just send me my commission check in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go. Now, guys, I think uh, I think we can go ahead and wrap it up. Unless y'all got anything else y'all want to say. We are actively looking for dealers. Uh, we're growing fast, but. We, we want to get our products to everybody out there. I mean, we've, we've had people use our products everywhere from, you know, Florida to Pennsylvania, Ohio to Kansas, Texas, Georgia, you know, a lot of different places and everybody's having real good results with it. Um, but we are, we are always looking for dealers and, and once we can jump the shipping hurdle, uh, we're hoping to, to really kind of blow up and 
and help as many people as we can because there, there ain't nothing better than somebody sending us a picture, or, you know, a picture of them with their kid, uh, you know, harvesting a, a deer. And it doesn't have to be a monster buck. That's not what it's about. People can kill what they want to kill. Um, and our slogan has been a little bit confusing for some people on let them grow. Um, take that how you will. Some people will take that as, you know, let them go, let them grow. Uh, I look at it as, you know, during the summertime season when they're growing velvet, because my favorite picks are velvet picks, you know, one week to the next where deer just growing velvet rapidly. And it's so much fun to check cameras. It's just, you know, put that feed out and that middle one out and, and let them antlers grow, baby. So it's just, we're actively looking for dealers and do whatever you can to get kids out in the woods and, and away from those screens. I mean, one of, one of the things that I would add to that, you know, of actively looking for dealers, um, currently right now, I mean, we can ship nationwide, uh, use an old dominion. Um, but the, the shipping cost is quite a bit that way. And that's at a half ton and a ton, you know, pallets. Um, the mineral comes in a 20 pound bag. We can ship that one nationwide, you know, for 14, uh, 1435 in a flat rate box. Um, but, uh, with our, you know, with our other shipping coming just directly from our, our manufacturing company where we have everything made at, um, Rogers, Arkansas, within 300 miles of Rogers, Arkansas, uh, 300 miles from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and 300 miles from Sioux City, Iowa. And even if you're outside that 300-mile range, uh, get in touch with us um, because we can actually there's, – there's some options that we can go a little bit farther. Uh, we just got to talk to our sales rep on that. Um, but if you're, if you're, if you're wanting that product, you know, wanting our product, but you don't want to order that half ton or that ton, go talk to your local feed store that you would buy feed from and, and tell them, Hey, I want this product. And then we would work with them and and maybe be able to, you know, have them buy the half a ton or ton. And then, and then they can have customers come in that way. So I know we've had a lot of uh, people contact us in that area that they want it, but they can't commit to, you know, buying a half a ton or a ton of the product. Um, so the easiest thing to do is go talk to your local feed store and, and then pass that number on to us or have them give us a call and, uh, and we'll reach out to them and, and then, you know, sell the product to them that way. And then you, then you, people can go purchase it from that, that store. So, and our numbers are right on the website. Um, uh, if you ever will have any questions about what you're doing, uh, how to do, you know, the full-time supplementing or, you know, any questions you have at all, those are our cell phone numbers. You're going to talk to Scott or I directly. So we, we love talking nutrition and feel free to call, ask questions. And if we don't have the answers, if it comes to a nutritional thing, we'll get a hold of our nutritionist and get the answer for you. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to have to, uh, talk to, uh, talk to some, Local stores around here. See if I might can uh, get y'all hooked up with them. Absolutely. Um, well, Scott, Nate, man, I, I really appreciate y'all. And uh, well, I'm, I was going to say, um, where all can they get y'all checked out? I mean, I know you said the website and all that, but yeah, I mean, they can go to go to www.nextleveldeer.com. Um, that's our website. Uh, you can purchase the twenty pound mineral right there on the website. Um, and then we get the order and we ship that right out. Uh, like Nate said, uh, on our website is our phone number. So if you're wanting more than just that, uh, 20 pound mineral, um, give us a call. Um, and we can, 
arranged to you know maybe ship you one block or one bag of feed it just we got to we got to get a shipping quote based on that um but uh otherwise we're on twitter uh facebook instagram and even uh i even got a, a tiktok account going now too so um so all those social media uh accounts you can find us on there and ask us questions and send us messages awesome well guys i really appreciate y'all appreciate y'all coming on here and uh it was a great great conversation with y'all i I like i liked it and i learned a lot i gotta say one more thing this is for paul and brad and everybody else that gives us crap about corn (laughs) corn does not grow big deer it it just doesn't (laughs) they just they just like to eat it (laughs) those guys give us such a hard time it's all in good fun but hey you can just just tell them just tell them uh tell them that uh corn is actually really horrible for them and uh, it can curdle in their stomachs and kill well i think brad eats a lot of corn he's not very big (laughs) <laughs> and and homie you know you had cody and homie on i think homie eats a lot of corn his arms aren't very big either <laughs> not a not a lot of nutritional value no those corn. guys need to get they need to get a little bit better nutrition <laughs> i think we can end it right there i think that's the perfect way to end it <laughs> we appreciate good. it ryan thank you very much man thank you yeah man. thank you